right, let's see if Dave Dwanch is here. Hello, Dave Dwanch. Let's hope I haven't fucked up any more time differences. Ah, typing, typing, typing. Sorry, I know you're doing things. Yes. Would you like milk or sugar with your... I will have four sweetener... Pips. On top of the bread bin for some reason. Oh, <laughs> oh Dave's listening to us. Fantastic. Stop listening to us. I'm going to call you now. <laughs> Go. Oh my god, what a terrifying profile picture. That's awesome. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Can you Hello. hear me? Hey, I have to stop listening to we you. We can hold on indeed. One can you hear us? Yeah, hold on one second. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> there we go. All right, I stopped listening to you so I can listen to myself now. That's how much of an egomaniac I am. <laughs> <laughs> so, how are you doing, good sir? Uh, I've had a very full day of avenging and uh wine tasting and uh nba playoffs so uh it's been it's been uh it's been a really drunk day (laughs) i think that's pretty much how you could describe our day too really yeah it's been a pretty drunk day which reminds me Uh, by the way glass is empty i am uh i am not gonna call you a c word that's not going to happen not gonna happen i'm a gentleman (laughs) i'm I'm giving you permission, though. I've given everyone permission. Yeah. It's it's available. Yeah. It's on the table. Is all I'm saying. I, I appreciate it. You're a great <laughs> a gentleman. Oh, yeah. Proper gentleman. <laughs> I've got to say, it's it's great to hear you, Dave. I haven't. I don't think we've spoken in like years and years. I know it's been so long. I I've been missing you guys a lot. I, I was I was listening to you uh, before I stepped out into my uh, into my studio with my wife, and I was like, I just missed their voices so much, so so much. So I'm really glad to be here for sure. <laughs> oh, oh, thanks, man. That's delightful. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm so how are you guys holding up? Are you um... holding up? Or... <laughs> are you are you like in an episode of Legion right now where uh... everything doesn't make any sense at all? <laughs> Yeah, and not just any episode. I feel like we're in, we're in like season two of Legion. I wish I was in season two of Legion because then Jermaine Clement would be here and I could sexy dance with him, and that would be a good, a good, a good day. I don't know who. who I don't. You don't know who fucking. Who is that in Legion? He, the handsome Australian one. You know what? You know what? Hold on a second. Handsome, I got I gotta say, he's. He's not that handsome. He's just on TV and in movies. I, like, I really think that there's something to be said about someone uh, in the public eye. Jermaine is Jermaine. He's, he's a talented guy, but I wouldn't say he's sexy. Would you? I no, he sexy? 100% is. He, um... <laughs> yes, well, I mean, well, I mean, this is, okay, here's the thing. I don't know how to quantify sexy because I'm asexual. Well, so I don't well, see start, people as like right a... Next to you. That's how you call you. There you go, baby. All right, there mate. You go. Sit you know down. <laughs> like, so for me, it's more just like whether or not people are aesthetically pleasing rather than like, would I a hump upon it? 
Um, and and I think he's very aesthetically pleasing, but I don't know whether it's because he looks a little bit like a New Zealand version of my husband. Um, especially when I first met Rich, because Rich used to have like big mutton chops and, you know, got the big glasses. Oh, is, he, and... he, is he the bloke he's in like the safari suit? The one you saw was like trapped for most yeah. of the first. Him. Yeah, he's a beautiful man. See Barry, see Barry, that's what I'm him. saying. I, I'm with you, Barry. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say it again so everyone can hear. Him. Yes, him. Okay. I have an interesting taste. You do. Them. You have a you have a collected taste. I think that's what they say, isn't it? I don't know actually because he does look a bit like my husband. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. <laughs> Fair point. So, uh, so you guys, uh, so you are in an episode oh. of Legion right now. So, I, I was reading some of the um, the comments. Someone's ep- someone's interview went dark. Was that Adam or who? Whose interview went super dark? I'm curious. Oh, whose interview did go super dark? I don't know. I don't remember anything. Oh my going god, real dark. <laughs> we talked a lot about no? porn with Sarah. Uh, that, that's not that dark. Um, I want to see that. See, Dave, now I want to know. No, but the thing is, right, here's the thing. It's been so long and we've talked to so many people. I've forgotten almost everything we talked about. All I know is we still haven't spoiled Infinity War at 20 hours in, which is impressive. Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> that, that was... We had, two, we had two goals for this 24 hours. One was to obviously raise lots of money for the British Heart Foundation, and the mm. second goal was to not spoil Infinity War. Yeah, we do. So, we do so pretty you, well at both so you of those both, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, you've, both, you've both seen it, yes, then? Yes. yes. Okay. Uh, general thoughts uh, for me, uh, very positive. For you guys, I'm sure the same, right? I mean... So many ways you could mess yeah. that movie up, yeah. and they yeah, nailed definitely. it. Like, yeah, it's crazy good. Yeah, it is. Yeah, the, there yeah, were. We should uh... do a proper intro. <laughs> oh. oh shit! Oh shit! I'm sorry. Oh, by the way, I didn't even know if I should swear or yeah. not because we're doing this for such a good cause. I was like, oh, I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna swear. And then uh, <laughs> your la- your last guy, uh, I was like, holy shit, this guy's going crazy. <laughs> So I figured I could just be me. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> now you let's do yeah. some intros. Yeah, it's <laughs> fine. If yes. I, I should I should really have put in the uh, the big long email I sent to everybody that was like the the rules of the live show. I really should have put in there like swear as much as you like because <laughs> because uh, do that I don't mind. I swear all the time. Yeah. I do. I love swearing. Um, Dave, <laughs> would you like to tell the world who you are? And what you do, and by the world, I mean the eleven people listening. Boom. It's Boom. like the fact. Uh, sure. I mean, uh, I don't know uh, how much the guy. Um, I ma- I make comic books, and uh, I started a company called Action Lab. Um, I don't know, was it six years ago or so? Um, I, I I moved on. Um, I'm just doing my own creator own stuff, and uh, trying to get work uh, in the mainstream and. Uh, uh, I, I just tallied it up. I'm working on seven projects right now, like full bore. So like, um, one of them's coming Holy out in crap. September. I know it's crazy. I have no idea how I'm doing it. Um, but, uh, and I'm like really weirdly <laughs> single minded about it. I'm like, I'm the kind of guy that only works on one project at a time, but I'm working on seven. So I'm kind of driving myself crazy. Um, but yeah, I started, uh, 
uh, Action Lab, and then I was the editor for Princeless and the art director, creative director, president. Um, we did a lot of great stuff, and then I just decided I wanted to challenge myself and kind of strike out on my own again, and, and now I'm doing that, and uh, I'm kind of loving it, uh, you know? It's uh, comics For me, comics are about making comics, and uh, I didn't feel like I was making enough um, being the guy behind the scenes right. at that company. So I, I, you know, I shoved off and now I'm like, I have too many projects. So, uh, yeah, things are good. <laughs> but yeah, that's no, me. I'm, that's me. I'm, 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 I'm just that guy. I'm, I'm the comic guy. I, I'm sure you've talked to so many that comic guy, you know, I mean, there's so many people just making stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, so anyway, I'm the writer of, uh, infinite seven. I did a book called Cyrus Perkins and the haunted taxi cab. Uh, I, I worked on a book called Vamplets. And, uh, I just, I'm, I'm basically the executive producer, uh, and semi editor and letterer, letterer of a, a book at, called, uh, Burnouts that just, uh, got announced at Image. So, uh, yeah, I'm just doing stuff. Nice. Wow. I, uh, I, I read the first issue of, um, Infinite Seven, uh, today actually on the train. Um, I thought, it, I thought it was brilliant. I really, well, I really you know, enjoyed it. Um, just because it was just trying to spot the different characters that you put in there and trying to pick who you've nicked them from the 80s. <laughs> right, right. Well, you know, it's my love letter to uh, to Piers Anthony. Like, I loved uh, On a Pale Horse and uh, All the Incarnations of Immortality, that series of books. And uh, I like the idea that, uh, that death was a job. Uh, and so I kind of just said, all right, well, you know, this is a, a, a league of assassins where the only way you could become a member is to kill a member. And it's just an infinite loop of killers uh, that work for uh, secret world government. And, and so it's like part James Bond, part uh, Expendables, part on a pale horse. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's fun. And then then it gets batshit crazy. Like as it goes on, I start really, really playing with uh, genres and, and characterizations and stuff. So. Um, yeah, it's, it's fun. A lot of fun. I'm drinking coffee. Sorry. I'm so, sorry. So that's, so it's infinite seven. Is that all wrapped up now? Are you still doing it? Uh, I've got four more issues planned, um, for like a season one. Um, we were going to wrap it at eight and then I decided I wanted four more. So we're going to go with four more, but we're, uh, my, my art team and I, are working on a new book called uh, "The Unbearable Grizzly Boy," and uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's 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 ridiculous fun. Um, it's uh, it's about a kind of a self entitled middle class white kid that uh, basically assimilates uh, uh, Native American culture and gets the spirit animal power of a grizzly boy, and then basically fucks up everything he touches with it. Um, <laughs> So it's a it's a, a, a kind of my my bit at, at uh, cultural misappropriation and uh, kind of my riff on a Spider-Man character. But, you know, really youthful, really fun, really well-meaning. But, you know, I mean, any kid that gets the power uh, uh, to change the world at that age is never going to get it right. So uh, it's fun. It's fun. So we're working on three issues of that. And then we're going to be back on uh, on Infinite Seven after that. Um and we don't have a publisher just quite yet, but we're talking to a couple of people about it. So it should be fun. I mean, you know, I'm in it for the shits and giggles at this point. You know, like 
I've, I've kind of, uh, done everything in the industry and now I'm just kind of doing me and that just feels good, you know? Um, not to go dark, but you know, like sometimes working with creators is really hard work. Um, you know, being a creator myself and then, then dealing with like, uh, other people's egos while reconciling my own is, is tough, you know? Um, so I'd rather just do me, which is, you know, I don't know if that's selfish or, or just kind of like, you know, the time in my life where I'm like, you know, I'm like 45. I feel like if I haven't done what I need to do, then I should just get to it before I, I shuffle off, you know? Mm-hmm. Talking about shuffling off at 44. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, well, dude, Stace, I mean, I, uh, I had heart surgery like, like four years ago. And, uh, like when I turned 40, like all of my warranties expired. Like it was, it was like a really rough year. Like, um, they found three blockages in my heart. One of which was like 99% closed. And had I not come in, I could have had a stroke and, um, you know, and then you have the heart surgery and then you feel like a twilight vampire. You're just like, holy shit, I can jump from rooftop to rooftop. It's amazing. <laughs> like, like it's crazy to, to, uh, uh, the, the night and day shift between being sick and being well. Um, I mean, if anyone's feeling any kind of like, uh, dip in their health they should go get it checked out because like i was i was 27 when i first started complaining about it and they were like nah there's nothing wrong with you everything's fine you're you're good you can't have any problems you're 27 um and then by like 40 i was like no i'm gonna pass out everywhere i walk i almost pass out and uh it took a, a a really great doctor to to diagnose me um but then after that my gallbladder failed and after that I had foot surgery and, uh, you know, just like crazy little things that just added up to a really messed up, like 40 year birthday, you know? Um, and then after that, I started reassessing like what I wanted to do, you know, it's just, um, do I really want to be pencil, like, like pushing pencils uh, or do I want to be out there doing it? So, um, yeah. So, so I, I made a shift and, and I think it's, uh, it's for the best, but you know, we'll see. Um, and then I'm working on another book called Prime of the Dead, which I funded through Kickstarter. And, and that uh, just found a publisher um, called a new publisher called Behemoth, which uh, they're they have the fighting spirit and they, they have a, a lot of good books that they're just kind of publishing like slowly. They're not in diamond yet, but I really believe in what they're doing. So uh, so we started talking about Prime of the Dead and and uh, that wound up there. So uh, we'll see. That's that's coming out in like September. So, yeah, no sleep, no sleep at all. Wow. By the way, how is how is David doing? Uh, yeah, Dave's doing good. He's doing good. Um, he's uh, he's expecting another bab soon, isn't he? Uh, well, and now, any time now, any time now. <laughs> um, and in fact, uh, so I managed to get us obviously. Get us into a press screening for Infinity War, and um, <laughs> don't go into language. When we, but Siobhan was due, and uh, when we went, when we were, when we were queuing up to go in the screening, they came round to give us all these bags. And basically, you have to put your phones in the bag, and then they seal the bag, and you've got to turn your phone off and stuff. And Dave was kind of like, I'm a bit concerned because obviously, um, you know, oh, I could right. get, I could get a call at any moment that I need to go. 
personally, I don't think he would have gone if he'd been in the middle of Infinity War. I think he would have gone. He would have been <laughs> it takes a long time to be fair. Yeah, I, I think. So... He, yeah, I think he would have delayed departure. <laughs> if you get what I mean, you know, I got I mean, home. At that, at, at that point, you just go and get a beeper, right? You get an old yeah. school beeper. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. can't take pictures, right? <laughs> yeah, no, but he's doing okay. He's kind of um, he's trying to weirdly because we're talking to a lot of voice actors, and he's kind of branched out into doing um voice acting and stuff mm. um nice yeah yeah and he's still sort of teaching um i always find it quite funny because he teaches podcasting he does he, does, he doesn't do most of I don't, it i know it's 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 really fun yeah he teaches podcasting classes but he yeah i i edit all the episodes of geek syndicate yeah that's like that's like that's like me teaching love making i'm like wait hold on a second guys let me show you how to do it let me let me show you on this watermelon <laughs> oh that's great <laughs> so yeah bless him yeah yeah he's doing yeah he's doing good oh that's great that's great so uh so yeah i mean you know how it is though about i mean like making stuff right mm-hmm. it's like you're you're in a bubble and you're 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 working and you don't i mean you don't really know if it's great or good until you get the feedback and then at that point you've almost incubated it to the point where there's no turning back anyway so you've got to like really surround yourself with good people you know to 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 uh to mirror uh you know back at you what you need to do with these books um so luckily i've been able to like get a good editing team around me um and then you know just doing it as long as i have um, I've been able to have access to a lot of really, really great, talented people. Um, so, you know, I mean, even though I let Action Lab, uh, it got to the point where it was running itself. And I was like, yeah, you know, like, I don't necessarily need to be there day to day. And I don't necessarily need to take every call from every creator. Uh, but they know where I'm at. I know where they're at. And we all collaborate still. So it's like a really oh. good community of people, you know. Um, I don't necessarily feel like a bubble boy all the time, you know. <laughs> um, although I am in my car right now, guys, I do feel a little like a bubble boy now. I'm in my car. You feel trapped in your car, like you're in a disaster movie, trying to like call for help, and only people you can get are like in in England. <laughs> Two absolute well, I, tired losers. I, <laughs> Well, I didn't think anyone really cared about the NBA playoffs where you guys are at. So my wife was watching it still. And I was like, I'm going to go out to the car now. So <laughs> my, my wife and I, like, uh, we have a house. And uh, we my studio was in the, the above the garage, uh, like, in a detached uh, garage above the garage. And it had, like, plumbing and everything. And I'm like, let's let's just make that into an apartment. Let's add a kitchen. It already had a bathroom. And let's like rent it out for the mortgage or part of the mortgage. And she was like, better yet, let's move into it and let's rent the house out for the entire mortgage. And so we live in a 400 square foot, like tiny house. And wow. Uh, and we don't, and we both have day jobs and we both like do really well. She works for Amazon and, and I work for a, a liquor distributor. Uh, we can talk about scotch later. Um, yes, please. <laughs> but uh, I have something. I have something for you that that I don't know if you know about, but we'll talk about it. Um, but but the problem is, is we live in a in a four hundred square foot tiny house. So like we're always like ass to ass. Like there's no <laughs> getting away from each other. Like when we get into a fight, someone has to walk around the block. I mean, <laughs> it's it's really strange. So like then me working on comics is really tough too because 
um, you know, uh, we both want to watch the same stuff and I can't watch stuff while I'm working. I mean, you know, so yeah. there's a lot of like, uh, compromise and, and odd schedules and stuff. But, uh, yeah, it's a really weird life we have out here, but like California is tough. It's just like, how do you, how do you survive out here where everything is like 10 times more expensive than anywhere else in the country, you know? Right. But, yeah. Oh, scotches. Steak. Yes. There's, yes. A, there's a new one. There's a single malt French whiskey. It's uh, aged in cognac barrels, and it's called Bren, B-R-E-N-N-E, and it is delicious. It's one of the best things I've had, like, all year. I just tasted it. It's brand new. Um, if you can try and track that down, uh, it's amazing. I'm making really, really good. It starts like peaty, but, but like almost kind of sweet and then it trans it transitions into like a vanilla and then it finishes extra sweet because of the cognac barrels and you're like yeah and you could just drink it all day i i i couldn't stop drinking it which is you know really bad when you're at a desk at work but uh, (laughs) yeah yeah I, yeah, uh, I'll, send, I'll send you links to it for sure oh I absolutely have to try that we went to uh, on St. Patrick's Day uh, Rich Key and I went to a screening of In Bruges that was also a Jameson's whiskey tasting uh, and it was oh, some, nice. of, some of their new brews um, and there was one that I really liked the annoying thing is, is I forgot the names of them because we were in the cinema so it's not like I could write it down <laughs> um, so, I, so I represent I represent Jameson um so here in the States. And so you either had the castmates IPA or the castmates stout or let me think, do they have anything else that's new? I think they have a red too, but, um, but yeah, do you remember if it was like really smooth and almost chocolatey at the end or was it like more hoppy at the end, like a, like an IPA beer? Well, there was one that I really liked, which was quite sweet and it was a bit sort of, I felt like it was sort of caramelly, maybe. Yeah, that's the that's the the cast makes stout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good ah, stuff. Okay, the yeah. other one I wasn't so keen on because it had a sort of smoky aftertaste, and I'm not about smoky beverages. I like, I like smoky. I don't like no. I'm not. It's not a taste I enjoy. <laughs> I've got a very sweet tooth when it comes to booze. That's why I like neat amaretto. <laughs> it's like it's like drinking cherry bakewells. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so, um, Barry, you like smoky. Do you, when you, when you drink smoky scotch, obviously you, you start or you finish with Ardbeg? I've, I've even heard of that. You never had Ardbeg? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. That's the smokiest shit you'll ever have. You will probably be like, I'm in a forest fire right now. (laughs) There's a forest fire in my mouth. Um, it's it's amazing it's amazing yeah uh ardbeg yeah uh i'll send you guys links like uh oh yeah yeah that that one is really really good and i think the 10 year is actually pretty reasonable i think it goes it goes on from there and it's like really expensive and it gets like you know i like here in the states it's like 80 or 90 bucks but i think you can get the 10 year for like 40 Um, uh okay so what yeah, yeah. I think you guys, you, you would really, really like it. Stacy, not so much. I think you would hate that, Stace. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it like if, if you like 
the taste of a good cigar and you want something that's like really smoky to compliment it, Ardbeg is like the shit. It's really, really good. Yeah. We, we, <laughs> I was salivating. So when, when, I saw, when I saw Dave, um, not, not for Infinity War, I saw him a, a couple of weeks beforehand. So I went down to London and um, I can't remember what I was meeting. I, I was in London anyway. We were just meeting for a drink. I went to London Book Fair. That was it. And we were just meeting up for a drink anyway because he was teaching in, in central London. And we go, oh, you know, we've got to f- go and find somewhere to drink. Now, because we're both of a certain age now, the days of us just stumbling into any old, like, pub are, like, behind us. Mm-hmm. We kind of just want to go into, like, a nice place where we can actually have a conversation, have nice drinks, probably whiskey, and, you know. And there's a place on... Oh, it's near Euston... Sort of, it's near Euston Station, I think it is, and um, it's it's basically a whiskey bar um, below like a hotel or whatever, and it has something stupid like either forty or one hundred and fifty different whiskies in there. Bloody hell! Um, and we walked in. We didn't really realise this. This was the place we walked in. We thought the place was a bit cheaper than that, to be fair. <laughs> and when we when we walked in, the fact that we sort of went, oh, she said, oh. Um, do you, want a, do you want a table? Well, no, no, we've just come in for a drink. I oh, know it, it's table service. That was, that that, that should have <laughs> yeah, told us something. Sign number one. <laughs> that was sign number one. It was table service. So we went and had to, we had to go and sit at a table and whatever just to get these whiskey drinks. She came over, gave us a big sort of list of, of drinks and stuff. And then she said, um, you can't, we don't sort of take cash. You have to open up a tab. That's hint number two. Yep. Um, but we, we made a fairly good dent in the tab, I've got to say. Because um, I did have some ni- nice whiskies and stuff in there. But yeah, it was expensive. And you're in central London, so do Yeah, that's add an extra pound at least. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and then <mince> some. Yeah. <laughs> I, hate, I hate drinking in bars, man. Like, like a shot of anything good is like... Fif- well, you know, I, I, I'm using American dollar, but here it's yeah. like 15 bucks. 17 20 or you yeah. know you go pappy van winkle and it's like 25 dollars a shot and you're like well, how the fuck am i supposed to get drunk on this like <laughs> like like i'm supposed to regret the night after the night not regret the night as the night's going on yeah. right i mean like it's fucking crazy oh man Richie's um, sister yeah, has, so- um, she has a really a really strong pre-drink game where so she knows she's going out for the night but she doesn't want to spend too much money she would just buy two of the cheapest bottles of plonk and down them before she leaves the house so she's already got a good roast going <laughs> that's that's me at me at conventions like here i that's smart man i i'll like oh like i don't care if the, the convention hotel is is more expensive than the hotel down the street there's something to be said about buying a bottle of whiskey having it in your hotel room and then when everyone's at that hotel bar getting stupid drunk and spending way too much money me just going upstairs getting a glass of whiskey coming downstairs and like not spending any money right yeah that's like convention tip number one also wear comfortable shoes and and wear deodorant people i mean christ (laughs) (laughs) do you know do you know what the amount of years like we've done sort of convention tips and other sites do convention tips and it's like where deodorant is is just always right up there in that, in that top three. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, 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 you know, and that's the thing. Like, like I, 
you know, I'm so glad to have a table at, at conventions uh, because then I can sit down and relax and not get pressed up against people. But like when you're in the throng of it, you've got to like mind your the people around you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I feel like we're a pretty good community, but then there are certain people that just I mean, on all like aspects of the business that kind of ruin it for it, for the just comics in general. Yeah. Um and so, yeah, a deodorant is the beginning of a decent friendship with everyone in the community, right? And also, we all love the Avengers. I mean, come on. <laughs> you know? Well, we, did, we didn't all love the Avengers, she says, Wait. casting a, a judgmental eye at our social media. Wait a second. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, I, I, you know what? I, I looked at that movie, and the whole time I was watching it, I mean, there was like fangasms going on, like in my pants, all, all the entire movie. But, but like, on top of it, I just thought, like, what an achievement! Like, what a way to say we've been doing this for ten years. There's like, uh, there's a vocabulary to the the special effects that all of the design work being brought together into one movie. Uh, it just, it was like seriously ambitious. And yeah. like, and like, I don't care if it's a studio movie. I don't care if they only did it to make money. I think that the work that went into that was like master level shit. I mean, it was crazy good. Um, you know, like there could be gripes. Sure. There's always going to be some gripes, you know? Um, but I love, I loved it, man. And, and like that, I, I like the Star Wars movies, but I love the Marvel movies. I feel like, um, these don't feel like they're written like fan fiction where some of the star Wars stuff feels a little like loosey goosey a little bit, but you know, that's me. Stacy, Stacy is going to be like, Oh, I'm going to kill this guy. I don't care <laughs> if you recommend good whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> no, to be fair, like I, I have a weird relationship with star Wars. Cause, um, uh, I'm probably going to get lynched for this. And I, I like, <laughs> No, I'm scared to say it. I liked the original trilogy, um, but I saw it when I was maybe, like... I mean, it was after I met Rich that I saw the original trilogy, so mm -hmm. we're talking, like, post-2005. Yeah. Um, so it had a lot to live up to, and also it was just the time of, like, CGI starting to get quite good. Um, and what I think the, the Star Wars original trilogy has some amazing effects in it for its time. Um, and a lot of them still really hold up now. Um, but I, I, I'm not as in love with those movies as the people are that saw them when they came out at the cinemas. Um, and I can imagine well, yeah. if I'd have seen them back then, because I, I, you know, I wasn't alive because I'm so youthful and delightful. Um, that I, if I'd have seen them then, I think I would have, I'd have probably shit. Like I'd have probably been like, "This is the tits." Yeah. Um, but having seen them when I did, I just thought, "Oh, this is a pretty good trilogy." And then obviously, like everybody else, I disliked about ninety five percent of the prequels. Um, so I mean, I, I've enjoyed the new ones too, but I'm not like. I'll go and see Star Wars movie because I know I'll be entertained, but I'm yeah. not like I have to see this this instant. So I, I think that uh, I think that like we've we've reached a weird kind of precipice when it comes to entertainment where um, we're getting our media uh, easily and uh, people are talking about it 
in ways that we've never been able to. And the word spreads faster. And so we're sort of desensitized and we have so much more that we don't even dwell on the things that we've seen five minutes ago, much less what we're going to see five minutes later. Right. So, um, so I think that's, that's probably part of it, but I mean, to your point, uh, if, if I showed gremlins to a 40 year old right now, they would be like, get the fuck out of my house. What are you doing (laughs) in this movie? You know, like, and I'm like, what are you talking about? Don't feed them after midnight. This is the best movie ever. And they're like, dude, I didn't grow up with this. You're insane. You know, it's a puppet, right? So, <laughs> and and I still will say to this day, Goonies is probably like one of my all-time favorite movies. I don't care if someone says it's dated. It's amazing. Um, yeah. And, and, and Gremlins is great too. Uh, but we tried to watch it. My wife is... Uh, is young and fancy free like you, Stacy, and uh, <laughs> and she was like, she was like, this is sort of boring, and the pacing's off, and like, you know, I get it, but I, I don't, I don't really care, and I'm like, you know, there's something to be said about that. Star Wars: uh, A New Hope is a snail's pace of a movie if you watch it now yeah. compared to something that came out, you know, in the last ten years, right? Um, yeah. But it's also the Bible with which everything else. Uh, was derived, right? So, you know, I mean, there's something to be said about that, right? Uh, yeah. But, uh, uh, I mean, I, yeah. I think, um, we were talking to someone earlier, which is Holly, yes. and, and she was saying, um, she was kind of saying that she didn't think Empire Strikes Back was a particularly good film in terms of mm-hmm. certainly the Star Wars films and stuff like that. And she was sort of saying that, you know, it's not. It's not a great film. It's not a great standalone film, but you know, it's it's part of a. It's a bridging film. You know, that's kind of what she was saying. And it's a valid. You know, it's a valid comment. My kind of rebuttal to, which I didn't, I didn't really get into at the time, but my rebuttal to it is what Stacey's saying because what people and it's true. People of a of a certain age, and you can make the same argument now to young. No, no. I mean, no. Sorry, I just you saying that just made me think of there's. I, th- I want to say it's a Tina Turner song that starts "Women of a Certain Age," and I it just got it just popped into my head. I'm sorry. Thanks, Please thanks. continue. <laughs> Women and men of a certain age, um, it, which I think you can make the same. Which is what she was saying about the new Star Wars films now, you know, because mm. they're for a a different age range, you mm-hmm. know, um, and. So when I saw sort of Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back, we'll go that far. Um, there wasn't anything like that around. I mean, you had like Aliens and stuff, but there wasn't there wasn't a film out like every month. You know, there wasn't a big budget film out every month like we have now. Yeah. And um, and what people don't understand who have been able to watch the whole trilogy in one go is when we watched it. Return of the Jedi didn't exist. So right. we, I remember like Dave and I went to see Empire Strikes Back together. So most people who would watch Empire Strikes Back now or would have watched Empire Strikes Back within the last sort of 15 years or so would have watched it knowing that the whole big Darth Vader is Luke's dad. They, they'd know that, mm-hmm. you know. We had no idea whatsoever. So you've got to imagine the whole cinema people just sitting down watching this film 
I've never seen a film like it in terms of like a dark film for for, for kids, effectively. Um, where everything's going, everything's going wrong for the heroes, and then to make matters worse, they then tell you like the main hero, his dad, is the 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 guy you've been booing for the last like one and a half movies as his dad, mm. you know, and it ends on this really dark note, and that's it. And there was no kind of like when he got away a year, it was something like two years or three years or something before Return of the Jedi. Return of Jedi got out, came out, and there was no sort of hundreds of TV spots or interview. There was none of that. It was just kind of like you just got to sit. And, well, right, okay, I'll just sit and wait then. You know, <laughs> you, know um, you know what's so funny? Um, I was I was thinking about uh, this Infinity War movie, and obviously no spoilers. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to ruin your your 24 hour podcast, but um, I will say that um, this felt very much like an Empire Strikes Back, and also um, sort of paint by number predictable in my eyes. But what it did was it showed me what the cinematic Marvel universe is capable of, and also yeah. it 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 made me ask the question what the hell are they gonna do next which i'm super excited about like i'm like Mm -hmm. you know i mean i kind of get where they can go with it but whatever it is at this point has to be just as audacious as the last 15 minutes of that movie which Mm -hmm. is pretty cool you know i mean like i almost we sat through the, the 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 ending credits thinking and i was thinking the whole time they're not gonna give us anything at the end they're just going to let it roll. And I kind of wish that they did. Just like say, <laughs> you know what? Keep guessing. We're not giving you shit. You know what I mean? Like that would have been like so punk rock after 10 years of giving us little tidbits to just be like, nah, you can wait. That would have been so badass to me. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I'm not going to spoil what happens at the end. But I just mm. thought, oh, shit, this could be such a great opportunity. And then, you know, they, they went with it, you know, which is fine. Now, little gripes here and there. It's like Lando not being the uh, spoilers. Lando not being the the master codebreaker that they're looking for on Casino Planet. I'm like, wh- who? The- why would you just make that Lando Calrissian for a cameo? You know, like he's the guy from roulette, yeah. space roulette. You know, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it was like it was crazy. written for him. It was. You know, here's the thing though: is I think it was written for him. I just think that they couldn't. He, they like. They probably tried to find him, and he was like covered in like whole forty-five bottles or something. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I just think, I think that like they wrote that because like if you look at the Han Solo, the Solo trailer, um, the little alien that says that you know he can do anything, he's the best, blah blah blah. She's in that movie. She's in the prequel, the Han Solo prequel. So you're think I'm thinking they have a relationship of some sort where she knows who he is, and that was yeah. supposed to be. Uh, Lando and and I'm like, what a missed opportunity to get Billy D back on the screen, man! And it would have been yeah. it would have saved that entire lull. That was like a big twenty minute like I don't give a shit what's happening right now. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't I don't really yeah. care if Rose and and fucking Finn are on a casino planet. It just seems or or go big with it and let them dress up and let them live the moment a little bit where you get this like uh, mechanic that doesn't know anything but like you know, greasy hands and, and wrenches, dress her up, dress him up, give them the espionage moment that they deserve and then yeah. show Lando. Oh my God. Such a great scene. Right. 
And it just felt mm. like such a foobard moment. It was just not great, you know? Um, and, and talk about needing an editor, man. That movie, whoosh, it's too much. Too much Too much of a good thing, and it became, it became a bad thing, you know? I was, was going to say overall, I was going to say overall how much, you know, what did you think of The Last Jedi? You know, um, kind of much like the prequels, um, I realized that, that, um, I may not be the target audience anymore. I feel like they're building a future. I feel like they should have let JJ do all of it. Um, I love Ryan Johnson. I love Looper. I think it's one of the most creative movies I've seen. Um, <laughs> but for Star Wars, um, I felt it was a little heavy-handed and a little long-winded. Um, there were moments in it that I really, really loved. You know? Like every Star yeah. Wars movie. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, what do you think about it, Barry? Um, I, yeah, I, it's weird. I've seen it, I've seen it twice now, and um, both times, I, I've got to say, I really enjoyed it. Um, what are you talking about? The last year. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, both times. <laughs> Yeah, both, both times I really enjoyed it. And the thing is, I'm that sort of person with a film that you can have, you can give me one moment in the film and that will save the film for me. That That's that's just how I am. I can be watching the film and I'm like, it's all right. And then something will happen and I'm suddenly I'm like, okay, that's, you know. And um, for me, I'm, still, I'm trying, I don't even know if I'm allowed to spoil Last Jedi, so I, I'm not going to, but... For me, I'll, I'll just say there's a, a return of a particular character from the original trilogy who's obviously been across all the films who I had no idea that that character was going to be in The Last Jedi. And when, when he appears, and the fact he was as I remembered him to be, not when they CG'd him. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I, I was yeah. wondering who you were talking about right there. I was like, no, we all knew Luke was coming back, right? <laughs> Um, and as my you know as my uh, wife wife sort of said I went to see it with wife and she she kind of held my hand because I was crying because for me so on the you know on on the podcast we always talk about the fact that I'm I'm a massive soundtrack fan and I'm a massive Dave always says how do you remember all these things because I just remember bits from films and I can quote like entire lines from films and it's because there's just certain moments in films that just stay with me. Um, I get an emotional connection. Once I've got that emotional connection, it just it's just locked in. And for me, as much as I really enjoyed the original trilogy, um, that Empire Strikes Back for me, the the whole Yoda moment where he kind of explains the Force and to Luke and then levitates the X-Wing and the music and everything that for me is what lifted that entire trilogy into something that was different for me as a kid watching it something that I hadn't experienced before call it a spiritual thing call it whatever you want but suddenly to me the whole force thing took on a whole different um, relationship with me it wasn't just about guys doing backflips with lightsabers and stuff it was just something there was something more to it and I felt that as um, so to see that character again and to see him make that connection again and they had the music going and him giving see I'll kind of spoil it a little bit but well I think you spoiled it when you said not like that time they CG'd him yeah well you know could have been anyone but anyway um, you know it's it, I, I think for me the the newer films um, kind of lost 
again, it's just it's, a, it's only my you know it's my opinion, but they they kind of lost that kind of connection with making the force this kind of otherworldly idea, mm-hmm. and um, and I remember re- watching this TV show documentary on Star Wars once, and it was all these different stars talking about it, and I remember it was Ice T. And yeah, exactly. It was really random. It was Ice T. And he was saying, like, you know, and people are asking, what was the force to you? And he said, you know, people can say the force is God. They can say it's this, that, and the other. But he was just saying it was just about, you know, pretty much if you look into yourself, if you look in yourself, you can pretty much pull anything off. And I just liked that idea that that's what the force was. The force was like just believing in yourself. That's really what it was. Um, and I think that kind of idea got swallowed up with just. Loads of people doing super fancy backflips. I really, really now want to uh, somehow digitally replace uh, Liam Neeson with Ice T as Qui Gon Jinn <laughs> and the fucking like. It would change the whole dynamic, man. I mean, that would be the shit. Um, you know, I, I would watch that. It's, it, yeah, I know, right? He'd be like, "Nah, man, nah. This, this, this is the Force. Nah, man, nah. Be cool." Be cool. <laughs> um, so, uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah. I mean, like, like I like them, and I, and you know, I'll watch them, and I, like, I'm actually excited for Solo. I it was so weird, yeah. and this was like a really nerdy moment for me. But I uh, at, at San Diego Comic Con uh, last year, I was I was stuck. My flight got delayed, so I was in the bar, of course. And uh, the guy next to me, his his cell phone goes off, and it's an R two D two sound, and I was like, "What's up, nerd?" And he's like. He's like, well, no, 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 that's for work. And I was like, shut up, shut up, it's for work. What do you do for work? And he's like, I'm an executive producer at Lucasfilm. And I was like, oh, cool, I like your movies. You know, like, cool, <laughs> let's, let's talk. And yeah. uh, it was right on the eve of them uh, uh, firing the two directors from Solo. And, um, oh, wow. Yeah, it was really interesting. So I was like, hey, uh, uh, tell me about that. What can you tell me? And then so I started flying him with alcohol. And uh, it was really interesting because he was like, look, he's like, we're not saying that those two guys were doing a bad job. We're just saying that it didn't align with the vision that I think uh, the, the, the director of Lucas one, I think her name is Catherine. Um, it, yeah. She has a vision for Star Wars. And these two guys went off book. Things weren't going smoothly and it shouldn't have been going the way it was going. He's like, I read the Lawrence Kasdan scripts. And it's amazing. He's like, the dailies were coming back and it was nothing like what was envisioned. So we got rid of the directors. We brought in Ron. And he was like, and then we brought in an acting coach that knows Han Solo better than anyone. And he's there every day. And I was like, that sounds promising to me. I mean, that sounds great. Now, whether or not you can, my, my other friend was like, look, you can't polish a turd, but you can roll it in gold. You can roll it in gold flakes. You know, don't polish it, just roll it in gold flakes. I don't know if that is actually, is, is it going to actually be a polished turd or is it going to be just a turd rolled in gold flakes? I don't know. But, you know, it also has Chewbacca and maybe Chewbacca's wife. So I'm okay with it. Like, And it's got Donald Glover who's like, my wife loves Donald Glover. Let's, well, let's go see Donald Glover be Lando, you know? Um, Everybody's yeah. wife loves Donald Glover. <laughs> is that, you know, that should be a podcast. That's a podcast. <laughs> Everybody's wife loves Donald Glover. <laughs> I'll start it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. By the way, my wife, my wife is in. She's in on that shit. Like, I swear to God, 
I uh, we started watching Atlanta, and I don't oh. know if you guys are watching that. It is, it is amazing. It's so it is amazing. good. Like the second season of it, it feels like Master of None, where he's basically got uh, carte blanche to do whatever he wants, and and like there's a horror episode, and there's like one-off episodes that don't focus on any of the main characters at all. And you're just like, these guys are being super creative with it. And, um, you know, I hate him because he's like funny and good looking and smart and also a great writer. You know, it's like, God, this, and he's a great actor. Yeah, asshole, asshole. You know? <laughs> yeah. I think we had this conversation yeah. earlier because I was, uh, I was telling Barry about, um, the episode where one of his mates in the show goes to pick up a piano from a real yes. creepy guy. Um, yeah. and I hadn't realised at the time that the real creepy guy was Donald Glover. Um, yeah. Until the, yeah. until the very end of the episode when my hubby told me, and I was like, how is he so goddamn talented? <laughs> this isn't fair. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's absolutely I mean, amazing. Yeah, and then have you heard his music? I mean... Yes. Dude. I mean, the, the thing about his music that got me was, like, I was... Uh, the, f- the first album was absolutely fucking, like, a cracking rap album, and I was like, oh, this is amazing. And then he just drops that, like, funky soul, almost princess-esque, like, thing. I think it was last year or the year before. And I was like, yeah. okay, this is also amazing. How does he do this? Is he a real human person? Yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> well, it's crazy too because, like, um, I was listening or I was watching his stand up on Netflix, and he mentions Kanye West and how genius he is. And I, and this was, you know, it's an old stand up. So I was like, well, Kanye West is batshit crazy and he loves Donald Trump. So, ugh, whatever. Um, <laughs> but, but uh, I started going back and I, I've never been a hip hop guy, really. Um, I mean, like, my, my podcast host uh, or co host, uh, super ugly is a rapper and he's way into that stuff and i'm not i was always like a classic rock guy so i started listening to kanye and sure enough i mean early on that guy was really 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 good and then you listen to what donald glover's doing and you're like wow he's kind of like almost like i don't want to say a disciple but he's taking that old kanye stuff and kind of making it cool again which um i don't think people are getting out of him and i don't know how many people actually like listen to him um, because I don't, I'm not in that scene. Uh, but yeah, the guy is crazy talented. I, I hate him so much. I mean, <laughs> God, I don't want to be more jealous. And then my wife loves him, which I'm just like, Oh God, even worse. You know, geez. You know, some guys get all the luck. <laughs> yeah. But I think I remember I, I watched, I, I was really, I wanted Solo to be good and I kept hearing things about it. And the more I thought about it, the more I thought this just sounds like a train wreck. And I didn't necessarily like the idea of a Han Solo spin-off that was going to be an origin movie. I just want, if they're going to do a Han Solo film, I just wanted it to just be a random Han Solo story with Lando, them just buddying up and doing some random some random shit. Not, this is how he gets the Millennium Falcon, this is the card game where he wins the Millennium Falcon. I, didn't, I don't need to see all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, so that's my kind of worry about it. But they put the first trailer out for it, and I've got to say, that was a well-made trailer. Do you know what? I didn't like it. Yeah. I've seen a couple of trailers for it, and I, I liked it from the point of view, given what I was expecting, it came in worlds better than what I was expecting. <laughs> okay. Well, Which you know, literally like, I, a guy I, I, in a wig. We're in a, we're in a really weird uh, place, though, where, like, the names of toys are going to ruin things for you. You know, like, I was like, oh, look, here's uh, the yeah. Millennium Falcon. 
And then they're like, oh, there's that's the Kessel Run Millennium Falcon. I was like, oh, god damn it. Are we going to actually see the Kessel Run in this movie? Like, oh. I don't necessarily need to see that. You know, you're right. It's, no. it's uh, Pat, Pat Oswalt's uh, thing. I can't remember what it was, but it was like, you know, I don't need to see uh, where Darth Vader came from. I don't need to see where Boba Fett came from. It's like uh, referencing, uh, oh, God, what's her name? Uh, what, I'm going to ruin the joke, but it's like, seeing some old man's balls just because uh i just to explain their offspring i don't need to see their balls you know it's just it's too much um it's it's uh oh god what is her name i'm gonna ruin it um i already ruined the joke but yeah i mean i don't necessarily need to over explain now do i love content sure but now here's the other thing if if they fuck up star wars uh people will leave there is other thing. There are other things to watch. So yeah. hopefully they're not going to mess it up too badly with the solo movie. And the guys signed on for, th- for two more, I think. Um, but we'll see. Oh, spoiler rumor. P.S. Can I give rumors? Yeah. yeah I think that's fine. Yeah. Barry, you're on okay, so, <laughs> so, so I, I don't, I don't know her name in, in this movie. I haven't paid that much attention, but but Ray, uh, in the new Star Wars trilogy, um, she had a, uh, an original name, um, and they made, uh, Emilia Clark's character in the Han Solo movie. They named her that character. So we're going to assume that potentially she is actually Ray's mom and potentially Han Solo is the dad. Oh. Spoilers or conspiracy theories. We don't know. <laughs> Or both, <laughs> or I'm just, or I'm just making it up. I have no idea. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm curious. I, I like Star Wars a lot, uh, you know. But um, but again, it's not my Star Wars. My Star Wars was when I was a kid, and I saw, yeah. you know, the "I am your father" moment. The holy shit, that is the that that moment is the moment in Star Wars for me. Um, yeah, everything else pales in comparison. Um, and yours is the uh, Yoda scene, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, hold on. Stacy. what's your Star Wars moment? Do you have a Star Wars moment? Or are you like, that's my Star Wars? Um, I don't know that I did, actually. There was a moment in The Last Jedi that I don't, I don't want to spoil that literally took my breath away. And I was like, hot dog. That is spectacular. Oh, was, it, was, it, was it Space Mary Poppins? Space Mary Poppins? No, not Space Mary Poppins. No. That wasn't the moment. <laughs> but was okay. it something? Was it something that happened in space? Doesn't everything in Star Wars happen? Yeah, in space? you know what? No, because some, <laughs> no, some stuff happens on planets. All right, it happened in space. Yes, and I know, I know the bit you mean. Then. Yeah, I know the bit she means. Yeah, yeah. That okay. to me was like oh, an yeah. outstanding moment of awesomeness. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if I would say that's my Star Wars moment. But I think it's the closest that anything comes. Um, I did have, like, The Last Jedi, I absolutely adored. Anyway, I thought it was a really fantastic movie, but I will say that um, Adam Driver's too high trousers <laughs> immediately, like, I loved the fact that that became a meme afterwards yeah. because I was like, the instant I saw it, I was like, what is this? What body? Sh-? Like, his body is amazing, but it looks so weird in those trousers. I was dying <laughs> in the cinema. It's like, 
so fantastically shit. Um, are you? Uh, no need for him to have his top uh, off. Are you following emo Kyle Ren, uh, Kylo Ren on uh, Twitter? <laughs> I'm not, but I feel like maybe I should. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, 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 yeah. That's if anyone listens to this at all. From my, like everyone's like, oh, Dave DeWan, shut it off. But if anyone's listening and loves Star Wars, look up emo Kylo Ren on uh, Twitter. He says the best shit. It's almost like, I don't know if you you uh, follow God on Twitter, but it's like those two. <laughs> no, like my wife amazing. does that. She, she showed me some stuff. Yeah. Oh, um, dude. He's so good. He's like, hey, dad, Skyped a girl today. Da, 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 mind melded, blah, blah, blah. It's really, really funny. You'll love it. It's so good. <laughs> Yeah, um, it's really Well, if, if anybody wants my Twitter recommendation, I'm going to say Grumpy Skeletor. I was going to say Grumpy Skeletor. <laughs> Grumpy Skeletor. Yeah. Just constantly like ragging on He-Man and Beast-Man, like, yeah. just always. Oh, that's so good. Um, anyway. So good. <laughs> we've, uh, we've hit our hour. Oh. I feel like this hour, flew by, means... guys. This is like, like, uh, like three friends just catching up. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. I, uh, I was saying to Barry earlier, I've got this very weird concept of time right now where I feel like every guest I've had, I feel like, gosh, that doesn't feel like an hour. But I definitely feel like I've been here longer than 21 hours. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I mean, you know, like, guys, you've only got, like, what, three hours left? How many hours left? Yep. Yep. Three hours. Crystal meth, guys. Now's the time. Crystal meth. I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I'll definitely send you guys the links to the to the spirits that you guys should check out and uh and we'll talk soon. We will do Dave. Yes. It's been too long, mate. You have to get you on Geek Syndicate as well. You know what I need to, I, I'm gonna send you uh uh drink recommendations and you're gonna send me convention recommendations because I wanna come out and visit you guys. And if I can yes. justify it by also coming out and like Hawking my my crap, that would be awesome. <laughs> Done. Excellent. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming to chat with us. It's been an absolute pleasure. It has. A splendid All right, well, I, I hope you guys get some really solid sleep in about four hours. <laughs> I definitely will. Barry will be on a train. I'll be on a, I'll be on a train. It'll be another two hours for me once we finish because I'll go get... Do you, do you have to transfer, or are you like straight through? I'm straight through. So it's, a, just, oh, then it's just, one train then to Northampton. Set, set an alarm, dude. Just set an alarm and crash the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> now, I know me. I know me. If I go to sleep on the train, I will wake up in London and I will have no marriage. <laughs> oh, I, I was yeah, I was so. thinking that someone someone would steal your phone and you would wake up like six hours later like at like the end of the line. So yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, be safe and, uh, and uh, <laughs> a pleasure, a pleasure, guys, for sure. You take oh, care, Dave. You. Awesome. Well, thanks for having me on, guys. Toodle peep. <laughs> Bye. Dude. Do you want a charity check? And I need the. Let's do a little charity check in while Barry does a, a little a little wee. I'm gonna get a um, may not be a wee. No, may not no, we be. Need to know that. May not be a wee. I already had two poos. No one knows. Okay. I mean, they know now. But <laughs> um, yeah, while well, while I was having some time off and George was taking over from the social media ring, um, I did a little drawing of you two. So. Oh. 
<laughs> oh, that's adorable. I look so cute. I definitely don't look that fresh faced. <laughs> I don't know, I think you look a bit glassy eyed in that drawing. <laughs> I know I do. I look awkward at the same time. I, my first thought was, oh, I've got a necklace. Oh, no, and then I realised, I know you're right, it's my headphones. <laughs> that's awesome. That is awesome. Oh, pardon me. Do we want to do a wee charity to a donation check-in? Yeah. I've run out of voice. Oh, no. That's a bad will. Yeah. Uh, at the moment, we are at 103%. Ooh. So that's uh, £1,032. Excellent. Don't forget about my wonderful promise to show you my hairy legs. Well, if we get if we get twenty five quid, well, uh, um, Bassam from the Turtle Power Pod said five dollars for those hairy legs. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we just need twenty more dollars, <laughs> and then these hairy legs will be immortalised on Twitter, just for you. God, they are so hairy. I'm not even kidding. No pressure. No pressure. <laughs> right, I'm off to you. Right, I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call Brandon and Travis, or I'm gonna try. We'll see. How it goes. I don't understand life uh, on the internet right now. No. Oh, I like that picture. Yeah. Oh, hola. Oh. Oh. Oh, hi. Oh, my God. Oh, hi. Oh, my God. Everything's noises and working. Ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hi, guys. <laughs> hello. Oh, hello. I'm Brandon. Oh, right. Hello. <laughs> hi. How how are you doing? Are you are you dead yet? <laughs> I might I may yeah I think uh, oh god this sentence is pretty much illustrating exactly where I'm at right now. Um, yeah, dead. I don't know, dead. No, I <laughs> I'm doing I'm doing better than I thought I would be for six oh three in the AM. Um, but I don't understand anything right now. Um, that that's that's perfect. Uh, I don't understand most things from a day to day basis, minute to minute basis. So we're on we're on the same level, and that's fantastic. Oh, good. Well, I was kind of hoping you'd be on a slightly higher level so that you could like raise my game somewhat because I'm feeling quite. Ooh, what are you drinking? <laughs> uh, this what is you this, um, I don't uh, apple juice. Huh? <laughs> winky wink. <laughs> <laughs> I know I've got to a point now, right, where I've got quite a large glass of amaretto in my hand, but it's uh, oh. it's six oh three and it is definitively light out, and I feel like I shouldn't be drinking it, um, but I'm gonna. No, amaretto is a good. Amaretto is a good morning drink. <laughs> I, I think so. I think, it's it's an every time beverage. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Yeah, they they, I, they I think, always say rise and shine with amaretto. <laughs> The standard oh, advert. Yeah. Uh, well, well. Uh, so, so we, this is this is it. We're 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 on, and we're 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 doing. You're we're helping you out, huh? And we're 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 talking. <laughs> we, we are talking. <laughs> yeah. um, do you guys want to uh, do a little a little wee talk to everybody about um, who you are and what your podcast is about? Oh, oh, God, um, Travis. Do it. 
Yes. Uh, well, we are uh, two halves of a whole. Uh, we, we, we have a couple of podcasts. We started, we started out uh, with Apathetic Enthusiasm, which was a general pop culture. We talked about technology for a bit there. There was a, there was a period where Brandon tried to get existential. It didn't really work out. Uh, so, now, so now we just hang out every other week and talk about what other pop culture things, video games or movies we're into. Uh, but how most people have heard of us is our second podcast. Well, our collective second podcast. Uh, and that's Interdimensional RSS, the unofficial Rick and Morty podcast, where we talk about Rick and Morty every week or every other week uh, in the off season. Yeah. Good, good distinguishing, Travis, that we do it in the off season every other week. Yeah, because because as as you know, uh, Rick Morty is not currently on the air and not scheduled to be on the air for at least a year and a half, probably at the minimum. <laughs> Maybe more. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. gosh. Yeah. Uh, so we we are we're, we we have plans to bring content. So we're we're actually we. We had a unique kind of start where we were planning to start the podcast to coincide with season three, uh, which we started in February, January, February of, of 2017, which meant that we actually started like six months before the, the season actually started. So <laughs> um, what, what that what that had the benefit of the unseen benefit of doing was forcing us to come up with different content and and coming up with a structure for the show ahead of time. Uh, so when season three came out, then we could cover those episodes. What, what that did then is gave us a lot of content now in the off season to start from episode one, season one and, and go forth and conquer quote, unquote. <laughs> yeah. At least, at least fill, fill the holes uh, and, and, and kind of keep Rick and Morty still uh, a, uh, topic of conversation while they work through negotiations to determine if it's even going to be a show anymore. <laughs> uh, and and you're, 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 fan, you're fans, you're fans of Rick and Morty. So, I mean, I mean, you know, uh, how, do, how are you dealing with this kind of space, this, <laughs> this, this semi eternal space that it feels like it's going to be? Um, for me, it's mostly just just rewatching the Rick and Morty that exists an, an awful lot, and pretending that it's for research for articles that I'm due to put on the Geek Syndicate website that I still haven't finished, and I'm apologising to Barry for that because I'm a useless human <laughs> being. Um, but the the the, dif- the difficulty for me is more how short the seasons are because I'm like I don't mind waiting like a full year or so for a series if there's going to be like twenty two episodes. But this is like, and especially with series three, because I hate to be that guy, but you can tell that that series didn't have as much time as they were originally intending it to. And it definitely doesn't end where it was supposed to end, I don't think. Um, so that that it's hurting more this time round because I feel like we didn't get everything we were supposed to get to begin with, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, it absolutely makes sense. I think when we when we were talking to maybe Newton in uh, Brian Newton, who directed a good couple of episodes like uh, Rixie Minutes and Maury's Mind Blowers and, and what have you, he he said in the when the microphones were turned off, 
he was just saying like, yeah, I mean, just to let you know, like season three, we're we're behind schedule as it is. And, uh, you know, I don't honestly know how we're going to get all these episodes pushed out. And so the very last episode of season three, which was, you know, Rick and Morty versus the president, when the synopsis for that came out, we're like, oh, well, that's that's cool. That's kind of on the heels of Tales from the Citadel, the Rick Lannis mix up. But, you know, uh, we, we also knew that they were behind schedule. So when you actually go back now and look at that, uh, that final episode of the season, you're like, well, yeah, this doesn't seem like a, a season finale or a, a series three finale. Yeah, it didn't have that same weight. I even even the Tales from the Citadel had where it, it didn't it didn't leave you with like a big like, oh, that's that's it. OK, now I can I can sit around for two years and wait, wait for them to make some more of these things. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, it, it did kind of kind of just kind of fizzle out. But um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm hopeful because I know that they wanted to do more episodes. I'm hopeful that part of the negotiations that they're working through right now is is something to establish more definitive timelines or 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 set number of episodes and may, maybe that will help but I don't know I, I I want them to both have the time to make the the episodes as great as they are but I'm also the other side of me like super eager for for more episodes I don't I don't want to wait <laughs> yeah no I don't I don't, I don't want to wait sorry I got um I had a little bit of a Dawson's <laughs> Creek moment there um <laughs> uh, uh, you know let, let me let me just say uh, you know people used to say in high school they're like oh Brandon oh you're you're like Pacey oh look at look at you Pacey Brandon and now you, you now you can see me on video so you know that I look nothing like uh whoever <laughs> the actor was that played Pacey but in, but in high school maybe it was a different story maybe I maybe I was uh, more Pacey-ish but anyways, right. I, I don't want to wait either for for our <laughs> lives to be over. No, <laughs> none of us want that. Um, the, like, the th- I think the thing that really struck me about this series of Rick and Morty was um, I actually watched a couple of episodes last night with uh, with social media, Mike, and um, and we watched the first episode of series three, and we'd entirely forgotten that the post credit sequence there had Phoenix person that literally never gets but- referenced again. And I was like, that feels yeah. like it, it was important. Barry forgot. Yeah, look, the- he's looking at. He's he's just. <laughs> yeah, hello guys. I wasn't here when you came on. He so... went for a shit. Yeah. All right. Hey, Barry. <laughs> I went out hey. there. Were, were you? Were you? Did you fall asleep back back there? <laughs> I just. Yeah. I just. Oh. I went upstairs. Let's just leave it at that. I went upstairs. No, you went for a shit. And now I'm back. <laughs> okay. I went upstairs. Now he's, now now he's feeling back. renewed and refreshed and. Yeah, yeah, I feel refreshed. He's feeling cleaned out. Yeah, every three hours, it's all good. I'm ready to go. I could do another wait, hours. I couldn't. A weight's been been drafted from your colon. It's just it's just great. <laughs> <laughs> I feel I feel yeah. I feel like I'm in the middle of an episode of Rick and Morty now. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I God, wish I yeah. was that clever and funny. <laughs> I, I was I was quite late to the um, Rick and Morty party, mainly because Stace was. I didn't shut it. up about it. I was like, Barry, watch it, watch it though. Are you watching it yet? Watch it now. Are you, are you watching it now? Good. I'm a relentless bitch. <laughs> and and that was really right because I hate when, as I keep saying, I hate when people hype things up to me because I I, I think if I don't enjoy this, a I've got to tell this person that I don't. 
well, for, <laughs> to begin with, I've I've lost. You know, there's something that I feel I thought I thought I was going to enjoy that I actually don't really enjoy. So that's something that I've lost. And B, I've then got to tell that person, no, nope, I thought it was shit. I'm not watching it anymore. Don't waste your time it, telling me this nonsense. Um, it, it's it's and, like it's like when when somebody on on, on you like a friend is like, oh my god, you have to watch this YouTube video. It is so funny. And then and then they they make you watch it right next to them, and they're like, no no check it. no and and so they they press play and they're just like they're looking at you they're staring at you as it's playing like you think this is funny right and like oh, god I and then you, you there's there's part of you that's like I want to force this laughter just so you'd be like see yeah. I <laughs> oh <laughs> and, and maybe in a natural setting you would have would have thought it was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. And I think I the thing is, in, is that the same thing? In, I don't know. In that situation, <laughs> in that situation, we go, it's not that funny. Sometimes they'll go, no, 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 you're watching it wrong. Well, I don't know how else <laughs> to know, watch maybe, it other than by looking at yeah, it. If you, if, here, watch it again. Watch it again. Let's, let's, let's watch it again. Watch it again. That yeah. always makes yeah. comedy funny. No, 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 no. Close your eyes and Bro, just, I, just imagine, imagine it. Oh, now, now it's funny, right? Now it's funny? Yeah. Uh, so, so for me, you, I don't, you, I don't necessarily know like the, the Rick and Morty episodes by name or anything like that. But the, the episode that I watched, that I was kind of, it, it hooked me in because I, I couldn't stop laughing. It's the one I, I think they go to like a, it, it's a bit like a theme park or something. Mm-hmm. Or is it like uh, anatomy Park? I can't think what it is. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And there's a, uh, I can't remember it now. But there's a, a bit where they're trying to get out, and there's one of the um, one of the characters you don't know what his name is, and at the end he goes, "Oh, my name is," and he gets kind of sucked out. Of, <laughs> and I'm doing the scene a complete disservice because I have been we have been talking for 21 hours, but that and drinking, yeah, and drinking. But but that that scene is just because it's quite touching. He's like, "My name is." He's what's your name? He's, that's it. Rick, we'll never forget you. Yeah, Rick, Rick's trying. To, I think I think he's, he's holding his he's holding his hand, isn't he? He's like, "Tell me your name. Tell me your name." He's like, "I'll pull you up. Tell me my name." And he's oh, and he dies in this really horrible, horrible way. And I couldn't yeah. stop laughing. I couldn't. Uh, st- I watched that scene over and over again for about five, six times before I watched the rest of the episode because I couldn't stop laughing yeah. at it. I the, the one that really killed me, like laughing wise, because I do love that episode. But but the one that got me in that episode was the um, the bit where he strikes a match to uh, to set. I think it was gonorrhea on fire, and he says uh, it's like a terrible like Arnold Schwarzenegger style one liner where he's like, "How's this for a burning sensation?" and just like flips the match. Um, but the, the one that had me like creasing so hard, we had to pause the show so I could stop laughing and we could hear the rest. Was um, two brothers in Rixty Minutes. It's two brothers running in a van <laughs> and then a meteor hits. And I, but it's just right at the very end when he starts laughing at himself. He's just called two brothers. <laughs> He's just tittering away. I died. That, <laughs> I every that every moment in that episode where you can hear like Justin Roiland breaking <sighs> character because he's just cracking yeah. up the premise of whatever he's doing. I, I, I love those, those moments. Yeah, it's excellent. The, the the part in the two brothers skit that always that always gets me is uh, yeah I, I think the whole thing is funny it, it's only when he, they talk about and then old women they're they're gonna cross attack <laughs> they're coming and <laughs> that cross attack is what, what really seals the deal for that whole skit 
and the moon comes crashing into Earth. What are you going to do next? <laughs> Knock it into 12th gear with Mexican Armada brothers who are just regular brothers, but they have a deep bond. <laughs> you don't want to know about that here, but... <laughs> There's well, also Man vs. Car in uh, oh, yeah, in inter- Interdimensional Cable too, because and that's another one where he just cracks up at the end because wouldn't the car always win? Just <laughs> 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 starts laughing at himself. <laughs> I love that they keep that in. It's I'd love to be a fly on the wall of those recording sessions because if that's the nonsense that makes it in. <laughs> and, and also, I would those say, and I know it's so probably good. it's probably a, a fave one that people always pick, but I've got to say, I, everyone was talking about the Pickle Rick episode, yeah. and because again I was behind, everyone was talking about. It. I didn't know anything about it, and I kind of got up to to watch it, and I was like, okay, let's see what this is all about. Genuinely, there are big budget action movies that they've spent millions on. That 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 twenty minute episode pisses all over from a great height. <laughs> <laughs> it was like watching a big budget action movie. It was like watching John. It was. It was basically. It was John Wick, and he was a pickle. It was just like <laughs> mixed with Die Hard, and then you got Danny Trejo in there, like wingsuit yeah. and shit. I mean, it's just <laughs> <laughs> just got Jaguar. No, no, no. Oh. Jaguar. Barry, did you what? Like, when did you get into Rick and Morty? Did you get in during series three? Was, was, um, that, was that when you hopped in? Hopped in the big boat, the Rick I, boat? No, because I think because I they were on. Um, I think they're on Netflix. They, yeah, they went. They put series one and two. two on yeah, Netflix. so I, I watched. Yeah, so I watched um, season one and two back to back on Netflix, and then uh, I, gotta, I didn't have much. I gotta of get my hands for, on that international Netflix. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't have much of a wait for um, season three to then start. So only like I think for me it was only like a few weeks and then I was straight on to like season three. Mm. Um, mm. So I felt quite smug because everyone else was talking about all these massive gaps. I was like, ah, fuckers, I'm watching it all now. And now I'm like with everyone else going, damn it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Now you're one of us. It's like that episode. It's like that um, one of those few episodes of like Roadrunner, Roadrunner and Coyote where like he's running and he's put like quicksand or something. He's running and everything's all cool and suddenly he hits quicksand. He's like a dead stop. That's where I am now. Dead stop. <laughs> Waiting to be cold like a chicken. Okay. <laughs> you're, you're, one of, you're one of us now, my friend. Well, welcome, welcome to the zombies. Yeah, uh, we... we we we, you know we we talk we talk about the the, the show all all the time and I, I gotta say like going back and and watching all the episodes and just and just catching all like the little 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 bits of little bits that, 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 I I I started watching it like the tail end of 2014 beginning of 2015 or, or no no the uh, beginning of 2014 and. You know, I watched it so many times here and there and everywhere, and it wasn't until I started watching with Travis and doing this stuff that you know you notice you start. I, I noticed stuff, I guess, because I actually had to pay attention because I, I wanted to be. I feel wanted to feel like I'm smart. Hey, uh, <laughs> but it's just the, the the show's just so damn good. Uh, what what so we we talk Rick's D minutes and and what have you like what 
what is your your ideal episode of Rick and Morty? What is the one episode that really defines it for <sighs> you? I think loaded question. So obviously, Sorry. so obviously, I've already said like um, pickle Rick. I do, I do love that from a real straight up like action, just an action cartoon. You could, you could, do, you could give me like twenty four seasons of pickle Rick, and I would be happy, <laughs> right? Um, like like, like a cartoons. Yeah, like a spin-off. With him and the Jagger okay. team, and no, maybe the Jagger wouldn't be in every episode. He'd mm-hmm. just drop in every so often when he needs help. You know, he'd just come in, do some shit, and then like, and winks you out somewhere. Um, like uh, but, like uh, Gizmo does in prob- DuckTales. Yeah, yes. <laughs> it, it's, it's probably um, because it was funny, but at the same time I was like, wow, this is really, really deep. It was the, um, I don't know what it's called now. It's one where it's all the different stories. Oh, Tales from the Citadel. Yes. The um, Ritlantis mix-up. I think it's called. Yeah, I think it's yeah. The, the one where the one where they get loads of mermaid puss. Is the one where you? <laughs> okay, well, I wasn't I wasn't necessarily thinking that story, but like um, the one where you got the two sort of they're like cops, and it's a bit like Training Day. Yeah. That that yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. I a lot of people really loved that, and I I feel I feel a bit bad because my pop culture references failed me on that episode. Yeah, because yeah, I have never seen Training Day. I've never seen the is it the Manchurian Candidate that yeah. everybody was saying was a lot to like. Yeah, and that, that so basically, like no, none of those stories hit anything for me. Yeah. So I laughed at all the jokes, but my favourite thing in that episode was the uh, the ongoing. Um, uh, what's his name? Is it Jeff Davis who did the sort of um, yeah. Sam Elliott yep, impressions for Rick. the adverts for the wafers? Yeah, simple, <laughs> yeah. simple Rick's yeah. wafers. I absolutely adored that. Oh yeah, um, absolutely made me piss. Like it's so it's so funny. I but that episode didn't really it didn't really land with me the way it landed with everybody else. Um, I have two different answers to your question because I think there's one episode that I would consider to be my favourite episode and that is 100% Rixty Minutes because the improv stuff in it is fucking amazing but then there's also this absolutely shit hot emotional B story with um, Beth and Jerry that's and it's early on in the series so you're not at that point where you're starting to think you guys need to get a divorce (laughs) (laughs) so you're still at that point where you're like it's okay that they're arguing a bit you're not sick of it yet you don't want them to just split up and be done with it um and there's some actually really beautiful moments in that episode alongside things like um you know fucking top hat jones and his strawberry smiggles (laughs) (laughs) which is which is just absolutely fantastic i see demons i see demons (laughs) oh lord mary mother lord christ (laughs) why would you even want to eat these they're covered in acid (laughs) such a such a brilliant episode but i think the one that kind of defines rick and morty for me which was the question you actually asked was um m night shaman aliens which is the one where they're in a simulation in a simulation in a simulation whilst jerry doesn't realize he's in a real shit simulation and it's just (laughs) so brilliant because it's so quintessentially jerry that he wouldn't even notice that 
that like the best day of his life was a complete simulation, <laughs> even though people are literally walking within trees. Like he's just <laughs> such an idiot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Jerry. Like my husband was judging me the other my day man. because he said it must say something about me that I love Jerry so much because he's the worst. And I'm like, yeah, but he's also actually genuinely the only sensible one when it comes to Rick and his behaviour and you know, yeah, he's a bit of a pathetic sad sack, but he's also like he cares about his family and that's why he doesn't want Rick ruining everything. Um but that that episode has some great one liners, it's really clever, and it ends with Rick going bright na 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 to Baker Street in a in a, in a spaceship and it's just like yeah yeah <laughs> I'll have all of that. Well, yeah. well I think one I, I think one of the things I kind of like about the show is um so I'm a massive fan of cartoons and animation stuff mm-hmm. anyway, but it's, it's. I thought it was just the way Stacey had talked about it before, I just thought it was just going to be like a silly cartoon. A silly space romp. A silly space romp. And there is silliness there, you know. And I'm not saying if, if that's all it was that I wouldn't still enjoy it, you know, mm. but the more I watched it, the more I was like, there were real episodes where it would just end. You're like, that's... I've got to take a moment because that's a bit dark. And it was like, there was the, um, yeah. I think it's quite early on where they go to, I think it's the episode where like Rick, um, where Morty wants control of. Oh, the one with King Jellybean. Yeah, that one. Yeah. And I remember watching it and I was ironing, I was ironing at the time and the relevant detail, but I'm going to add it in anyway. I was, I was ironing at the time. And, and um, then he burnt a hole through his trousers no, but I remember staring just, at the screen. No, but I, I remember just going like, yeah, and it started off quite funny. Like, aha, this is a funny scene, and then all of a sudden, it was just like Jesus. And it's the fact <laughs> that there's the, the, the when he comes back, and obviously he's like completely messed up with what's happened, and um, Rick is all kind of like you know Rick, 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 and you're just thinking, okay, that's supposed to be like funny. I, I'm not what's going on here, and then obviously he then goes back. And he takes him out, doesn't he? Yeah. Well, I've got, like, uh, I've discussed this episode before. I think it was with um, my friend, also your friend, Luke Foster, um, when I was saying that, like, that episode is a difficult one for me because I can understand why people would not want to watch it and I can understand mm. why people would not like it. Mm. Um, but for me, I think Rick's reaction to the situation is what makes that part worth yeah, being in the episode. Yeah, because I yeah, don't know if I you noticed, but yeah. one of my favourite things about that is um, instantly when Morty comes out of the toilet and Rick can see that he's distressed. You see, the, the animation on this is really brilliant. His eyes just follow King Jellybean. Yeah, as he leaves the toilet yeah. and he's yeah. like, right, that's the guy I've got to fuck up later. Yeah, but he doesn't make a scene in front of the, you know, the other people that are there. He doesn't do anything to upset Morty. He actually placates Morty by saying, hey, let's finish your adventure yeah. the way you wanted to finish your adventure. And then later, he shoots the shit out of King Jellybean. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, that is pretty much the perfect reaction to to that kind of a situation, really. Yeah, and then there's the other episode where they, don't they, um, I can't remember it very well, but they end up like, they go into like a, another parallel universe and those... <laughs> Rick and Morty's are dead or something. They have remember. to bury them in the yeah. They have to bury them yeah. and, they take, uh, and they take their lives over. And But that's what the show, going forward, mm-hmm. is going forward from that point. Yeah, and yeah, it, yeah, like they really kind of reference it later on, don't they? Yeah. And you, you yeah, kind of like... It didn't start off that way. You know, it, like it's, it started yeah. off as just kind of like this, 
quasi-innocent sci-fi comedy rigmarole. And, and, and I think one of the, the genius things about it is, and I, and I don't know if they did this intentionally or if it was just kind of, uh, you know, kind of an accident, serendipitous, they, 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 and they started doing these like these deeper hooks for, you know, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, no, we're going to kill our we're going to replace the people after we Cronenberg the rest of the world over here. You know, I, I, I think I think that's one of the genius things about it is, is tricking us into uh, what we thought was a shallow, a fairly shallow ser- uh, ep- blah, 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 uh, show into a kind of a deeper thing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I, didn't, I didn't get any input on that, so so I'm I'm gonna yeah, assume I'm, that everyone no, was no, like, I, "Yeah, you're great, Brandon." <laughs> no, That's exactly. No, you're, I think you're right, and, and, and <laughs> I I think a lot of people, if they if they watch maybe only the first couple episodes and they see Rick as this person who's like burping a lot and he's got like you know vomit or whatever it is coming out of his face and he's just not he's kind of an <laughs> off putting character. And then, and then you kind of as as you move, some people like that, some people they're really put off by it. But then, you, then you see uh, more aspects of Rick, and 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 even as as the show goes on, you see sort of the 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 side that he shows people, and then maybe uh, different parts of Rick that that are a little bit deeper. And uh, so, so they they definitely do on the surface it seems just like a zany comedy but they definitely tie into some much deeper deeper things throughout the series yeah and and, and i don't want to say one one thing uh going back uh, a couple minutes like you mentioned the the whole jerry thing being the kind of the the anchor or the almost i won't say i won't say like logical part of the, the show but really travis and i have said before if this was just a regular sitcom jerry would be the the dumb fat man of, of the family where everyone's like oh we love him he's the he's the dumb goofy guy that we he's the Kevin James or the Jim Belushi or the uh, yeah. what whatever guy uh, of of the family but in Rick and Morty since Rick is the much smarter one we're like yeah Jerry's an idiot fuck him sorry if I'm not supposed to cuss sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mate, but, I've yeah, already like, said the C bomb like yeah. several times. So <laughs> okay, okay. I mean we, that that gun, Jerry. <laughs> Sorry, it's okay. We we, uh, we talked about this in, in a few episodes where like everybody loves hating on Jerry, and a lot of like the fan community is like, "Oh, Jerry's the worst." Da, da, da. But realistically, it's because everybody wants to be like Rick in the terms of like being super smart and things like that, and having everything figured out, but realistically most of us that are watching this show are a lot closer to a jerry than we'll ever be to a ray yeah. <laughs> so I, I i think he's there and i often you know speaks on our behalf for certain situations or i mean sometimes it goes a little too far uh, i i'd like to think i i wouldn't uh want to hang out in a daycare full of other versions of myself but you know you, you put the right stuff in <laughs> there you know, I'm, I'm i'm into it that's right, Travis. Good. You're into it's it. Good, it's good time, Travis. Like, yeah. fly the Concords. You're into it. <laughs> I, I never got into that. Well, fly the Concords. Nah. I'm so no. close to kicking you out of my house again, even no. though it's... See, this was, see, so, so going, going, back to, going back to the previous 
Yeah. <laughs> See you, pals. Going back to that previous thing of like someone recommending you something and then you watch it and then you don't. Someone recommended me, said I should watch Flight of the Concords. It wasn't you. Someone said I should watch Flight of the Concords. I'd love it. I watched the first. Actually, I'm going to take that back. I watched the first 15 minutes of that show and I went, this is not for me in any shape or form. Oh. And that's okay. No, I mean, it's Because that's the sort of world we live in. Different things for different people. But that, for me, no. It's okay. It flew right on past and kept going. If I'd had a shotgun, I probably would have put some buckshot in his ass as well. Oh, wow. That's that's quite violent. I went to see them live a couple of years ago and I don't think my face has ever hurt so much from laughing in my entire life. Like, literally, I was like, I can't stop smiling. This is terrifying. Brilliant. You lucky bastard. That's awesome. I'm not crying. Just chopping onions. I'm making a lasagna. <laughs> I used to I used to sing that song <laughs> the, um... to my kids as babies. Uh, they're like they don't they don't know the lyrics, so I'm just gonna <laughs> sing Flight of the Concords. My, um, on Facebook, you know, it gives you that option to have like a little blurb about yourself directly under your profile picture, and mine just says, I'm not crying, it's just been raining on my face. <laughs> because that's such a perfect lyric. It's insane. <laughs> Everything about him. You know, maybe if we if, if we ever start a Fly the Concords podcast, uh, you're, you're going to have to come on. I mean, both of you. Even, Barry, even though, even if you, you've only watched 50 minutes of it. We'll still still have you on. No, it's it's going to be, be, sh- be a short guest spot if I come on. <laughs> Earlier today, he said that Jermaine Clement wasn't a handsome man, and I'm like, I'm judging everything you say now by that barometer of nonsense. I, I'm I'm more I'm more a Brett guy if I, if I have to be honest. I'm a, I'm a I'm a Brett guy. I mean, uh, Jermaine, he's he's handsome. Sure, it's his voice. I think that's the most sexy thing about him. But you know, but true. Brett, the the the, the kind of lanky, he, the musical talent, if you will, of Fly of the Concords. I, I mean, he's he's the man. He won an Oscar for the Muppets. Come on, that's true. He did for which? the Muppets. What which Muppets? Uh, a bit more specific oh, than that. There's me. been lots the, of. Sorry, the um the, the, the fairly recent Muppets movie with Jason. Oh, yeah. that was a good movie. It I was did, a good I, movie. I did like that movie. I never know how to pronounce it, so I just said and hope for the best. <laughs> I, 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 pitched, I pitched an idea when I was drunk. I pitched an idea when I was drunk that um, and it was called uh, um, Fuzzy Bear, Fuzzy Bear Paranormal Detective. Okay. And basically, Fuzzy Bear was like a down these luck drunk PI who discovered like that there were demons and stuff and chose to fight them. Chose to fight them, and his psychic was like, you know, the little prawn, Peppy. Oh my god, I love Peppy. Peppy was like oh, a psychic. It was a bit like it was a bit like super, it was a bit like supernatural, and he travelled around like in a yellow cab, solving like supernatural crimes and stuff. This is what happens when I drink a lot of a night. I just is, come up is, with like, is, is it a movie or is it a series? Is it a, is it a series? Is it like in, in, in like each mind, episode starts it's a series? Like, okay, each episode starts with like then, and it and it shows like like Fozzie and Peppy, <laughs> like like driving Carry in a, a nice, <laughs> <laughs> driving in a Firebird or something like that, like a like a ninety two Firebird. <laughs> I, I would love if they no, played it, 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 it like completely serious, but all the demons were just like elaborate Muppet 
like demons. Like <laughs> it would be awesome. And I think every episode would kind of end with like Fozzie doing like stand up at the end. <laughs> like a dream just kind have of that like explaining what's happened in the episode and stuff. Yeah. It's it's it, it's like a, a weird uh take on uh Seinfeld's <laughs> Seinfeld's opening and closing, <laughs> but, it, but it's yeah. like Spazzy oh, yeah. fighting yeah. demons. Yeah, and he's That's got like a drink, and he's got like a sunrise. he's got like a cigarette, but the cigarette's Lock like it's like half <laughs> half smoking. He's yeah. like, yeah, demons, waka waka, and I <laughs> killed the vampire. It just starts, waka waka. <laughs> <laughs> now. <laughs> Just on on a, a fuzzy bear related note, have you have you guys all seen the um, Seth Rogen's hilarity for charity at all? Uh, oh. Yes, have we ever? We certainly have. Because uh, because uh, here's the thing, right? Last night, my uh, myself and, and and social media Mike tried to watch it, and uh, and I was a bit disappointed because most of it was decidedly unfunny. <laughs> Is this a Netflix? Thing? It's it was a Netflix special that he did to raise money for Alzheimer's. Okay. Um, which is actually like brilliant and fair play to him. Um, and there was loads of people involved that I really care about, but I found it like super mega boring. Um, but there was a. I think you need to watch it before I talk about it. So maybe just like away to the living room for a moment and go and YouTube uh, Justin Roiland's cartoon yeah. that, that debuted. I think it's, or, I think it's, like, I think it's exactly like 38 minutes, 39 yeah. minutes into the yeah. series if you just want to, or into the episode, if you just want to <laughs> fire up the old Netflix if you wanna, machine. If you want to skip to it. It's, you know, I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to go too much further with it until you've seen it because well, so it's just, what, it's what such a classic what, cartoon. It really, I think the thing is, Barry, is that we're going to have to talk about it and you're not going to understand the sheer whatness of it without having seen it. But is it, you see, but you've, it's like you've not heard my point about the whole someone telling you to watch something. I'm not telling Wait. you it's good or bad. Right. I'm just saying you need to see it. Is Fozzie Bear in it? Because I feel no. there was a segue. No, the, seg- no, the, the, the Fozzie Bear was in the special. Was um, he a paranormal detective? Nobody did someone's... try to do stand-up. Did he? Yeah. A, okay. a form of fuzzy. Because if he was a paranormal detective, some fucker's getting sued. That's all I'm saying. So, yeah. So, some somewhere there is a variation of the word fuzzy in that clip. I that, that I mean that, that's a, I I don't want to spoiler alert it for you, but fuzz there's a okay. there's an f in go, the I'm word that is it long? That... No, the the cartoon itself is very short. It's okay. like maybe a minute or two tops. Um, but if you can find it on YouTube, you need to you need to put that directly into your eyes. I'm so I want to I kind of want to watch his face as he watches it, but that's not going to be good audio. <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's, it's a it's a classic. It's a classic uh, cartoon. Uh, I want I want to I want to take an aside and, and say I'm following you, Stacey, on your on your Twitter right now, and and you posted the, the picture uh-huh. of Jermaine and Brett uh, dancing, eating a sandwich, and. <laughs> And the way my window is set up, like I have Skype that's just uh, it's blocking out Brett. It just shows Jermaine and he's dancing and he's I mean he he's handsome. He's a handsome guy. I can't see. Um but it's, look, look, look. It's got a trail of blood, gore, broken oh. bones, and shattered dreams following everywhere. So does a frying blue cartoon unicorn. I think I have seen that and I think it's based on a comic if I'm remembering rightly. And it mm. looks weird as balls. Yeah. Barry's getting distracted on Netflix. Sorry. <laughs> 
I think I think that's our whole business hilarity model. Hilarity for charity. So. <laughs> <laughs> look for hilarity look. for charity and then skip to about thirty-eight minutes in. Yeah, <laughs> chair and itty. They're, they're oh, so it's so good. You know, you think of like Steamboat Willie. You think of you know the original oh. Bugs Bunny before he got like all cool and he was annoying like Daffy. Think back to that era mm. of of animation, the golden age, if you will. Yeah. Oh yeah. Golden, oh, go. the gold, the golden age, or the brown age. I think was it before or after John Mulaney? I feel like I can't, I, I can't remember. Try it about John. Thirty-eight. Try it. Thirty-eight minutes. How far are you in? Yeah. Oh. oh. That's loud, bro. Oh, there you go. <laughs> it's re- it is really going to make your lives better. No, just turn it off. He's just turned it off. He's having a hard time yes. with technology because it's it's been a long day. It's coming up. It's coming up. <laughs> uh reaction video i just i was gonna say i just want to watch barry but that's the worst audio um no travis and i will whisper to each other it's fine classic classic characters chair and travis travis hey travis you know what it's yeah brandon what's up hey remember that time we talked about the apple stand gamer yeah it's a classic classic animated short featuring chair and itty that's right. It reminds me of that one uh, Bugs Bunny thing where they're at the opera. You know, it always cracks me up when you're running, like in, in animation, and the background keeps repeating. It's just, it's just lazy craftsmanship, you know. Remember that movie Stay Tuned with John Ritter? That was such a oh. good movie. <laughs> such a good movie. <laughs> we should, we should watch it. We should, we should live stream the watching of. Of stay tuned with John Ritter. <laughs> Would you? <laughs> I think they're watching Jaren Eddie. No. no. <laughs> it's, I'm just watching Barry's face and he looks so upset. <laughs> <laughs> no, keep watching. No, keep watching. <laughs> keep, keep watching, Barry. You can do it. <laughs> there is a look of sheer disgust on Barry's face. <laughs> Technical difficulties, you know. I'm happy. I, I'm happy. I brought that into his life. <laughs> I'm the best friend. When you 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 tweeted yesterday, I think about watching that and and. Yeah. And I and I one of us responded like it was just so good. And you're like, is it really? <laughs> yes. The answer is yes because you know maybe it's not as funny Sorry. for you to watch it on your own, but the reactions of people when you're watching them is <laughs> the best. The best. So uh, here's Barry back back on the headphones. How did you uh, how did you enjoy the Apple Stand? Why the fuck could you maybe watch that? <laughs> Hey man, it, it yeah, was I feel shit. like if I, I had always, to I see it, the whole shit. world had to see it. 
it is the shit. It is absolutely the shit. <laughs> it's not. Oh, your Damn. face. Oh, your beautiful face. I'm so... shaking the dicks and like shit coming out. <laughs> Where's the humor in that? How is it? I, I, I genuinely... Is, I, I, is it some sort of intelligence <gasps> test? And if you laugh, you're like, you've got some sort of high IQ well, or something. I, I mean... What? I mean, humor is really all about like subverting expectations, right? Like, like. right? Yeah. It's it's two it's two dudes shaking their dicks, and then one of them shits out on the screen. That, that's not so. That's not subverting any kind of expectation. That's just to me like, what the fuck? I think what was absolutely brilliant about it was like I couldn't think of anything that Justin Roiland would do that would be suitable for a charity event. So I thought, I wonder what this is going to be. I wonder if it's actually going to be legit nice. And I'm going to be like, oh, Justin Roiland, you're such a beautiful, kind, caring man. And then it was just dicks are flapping. I think you've started playing it again. <laughs> it, it cracks me up because yeah. we're so used to Rick and Morty, which is, you know, it's a cable show and they they can push the limit pretty far. But if you watch either you know, a lot of Justin Roiland's older older stuff or the things that he's done, you know, for Channel 101 or things like that. Like, he he goes there. He definitely goes there. And so, I don't know, it, <laughs> the, this Netflix bit is definitely right in line with Roiland's sense of humor. And, and, and did, did, did you guys watch the, uh, the Bush World Adventures? <laughs> the, the Rick and Morty Bush World Adventures? I actually couldn't watch that because I found the animation a bit too scary. I know that's the most pathetic thing any human being has ever said, but I'm never watching anything you suggested. The most pathetic, the most pathetic anything uh, anyone's ever said is, "Yes, Brandon, I will marry you." <laughs> uh, oh. Shout out to my wife of, of 15 years. Okay, uh, <laughs> Bush World Events, like. Like, but a lot of people gave shit to the Bushwell Adventures because they're like, ah, oh, this isn't this isn't Rick and Morty. But like a lot of the stuff before Rick and Morty, the, the Doc and Marty stuff, is just so kind of stuff. dark and <laughs> and really super inappropriate. Uh, or like, oh uh, yeah, one, yeah I, I, like one one episode, you know, Doc is having um, Marty lick his balls so they can so they can solve a problem. <sighs> And it's just, it's just so, it's just so out there. <laughs> See, the thing is, right, if, if Dace had said to me, I'm sorry to interrupt, I feel I've got to get this point out. If, if Dace had said to me, you need to watch this show called Rick and Morty, and I'd be like, okay, what's it like? I said, well, to give you a sort of flavour of the show, watch this clip, because <laughs> this is done by the guy who's done Rick and Morty. I would have watched that clip, and no matter what anyone said to me after that, I would have gone nowhere near Rick and Morty. You could have said all that shit. You could say, oh, it's got Jaguar guy in there. It's got Pickle Rick. I'd be like, fuck the lot of you. I ain't watching that. That is nasty. Not watching it. <laughs> Done. There are very few actual dicks in Rick and Morty. If that makes you feel yes. any better. No, see, Rick and Morty, well, Rick and Morty's not fine, but I mean, it's, it's you know, I back the level, weirdly, what you said earlier about, um, you know, when people first start watching it and they see Rick and he's kind of like, he's got jewel hanging out and he's belching with her that first episode i was really struggling with it because i was kind of like especially I, the long dribble that yeah, sucks i was back kind in. of like i don't really know i don't really watch <laughs> this guy it's just dribbling and like like belching i, I don't get it 
So I was really struggling with it. And then I got through the first step, so which I enjoyed. But um, I think it was by the time I kind of got to like the second episode, I, I every episode in that first series I enjoyed more than the previous one, mm. which kept me sort of going with it. Um, but and there were I think it was the what's the episode where it's, they they go somewhere? It's the squirrels. That's the uh, multi. Is it the uh, mind blowers ones? Yeah, and they can, you can, oh, hear, yeah. you can hear the squirrels talking. <laughs> yeah. It's like, over here, little boy. It's like, just keep going, just keep little going. Little boy, I'll give you candy if you yeah, can hear just us. Keep going. <laughs> you can hear us, just keep going. Because I've had that. I've had that. With, we have a lot of squirrels at work, and I tell you, the fuckers are up to something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't trust a squirrel. I am. Um, I, I don't trust a squirrel. No. I think one of my absolute favourite jokes of Rick and Morty is actually a dick joke, and it's just the um, the <laughs> end of the uh, Tiny Rick episode because I love the fact that the the whole of that episode is basically one big dick joke about how small his ween is. Like the whole like the whole time he's just walking around shouting, "I'm Tiny Rick," and then at the very like you know when you see him come out and start smashing all the other clones, the little teeny weeny pixelated ween is so small <laughs> it's so funny to me like that whole thing is just a big and there's the, the interdimensional cable too is just one big long dick joke as well which is fantastic i love that one just for werner herzog's appearance it is funny to say they are oh. small and it is funny to say they are big <laughs> i've never failed i'm getting mad i missed a such and such dick <laughs> There's some jokes in, in Rick and Morty which just don't, they don't land for me. Those, mm. those, those jokes don't land for me. But for every joke like that which doesn't land for me, there's there's many others that do. I'll have a good and, joke. And for me, and I, was, I, was t- I said this to you and he's like, oh, I didn't really, you didn't know. But it's like when the first time they had Bird Person, yeah, I'm like, but that's Hawk from like Buck Rogers in the 25th, 25th century, the second <laughs> season, the shitty Hawk dude. And Stacey's like, what are you talking about? I, I said, you know. need to Google Hawk Buck Rogers. And he was this shitty Hawk guy who like wasn't really a Hawk. He just had the he just had the head the headrest of feathers. The, the he had like a leather yeah. sort of suit on. Yeah. And he was like he was just called Hawk. And he came from up and the only sort of Ta-ta! relation Yeah, the only relation to the fact that he was a Hawk was the fact he had this sort of, his head the head thing that he wore and he and he shipped like a Hawk. That was it. He sounds great. He, yeah, but I saw Birdman. I was like, Bird person. I was like, it's, it's awesome. Then when he got when he got killed, I was properly gutted. Me too. I love Bird person. My favorite, like, at that whole wedding squanchers episode, the bit where he's like, uh, I should not reveal these details, but I've become inebriated, and you can't tell because he's absolutely a hundred percent the same, <laughs> like deadpan nonsense. It's fantastic. Yeah, there there there's certain characters that they bring bring up during a show that. They they seem like one note characters. They they came like just in a side character, like Bird Person, where you don't see them again until the very end of season two. And, and going back yeah. to your point a lot, uh, at you know, kind of towards the, the beginning of the hour, which is, um, you know, the season three where the Phoenix person he shows up and then they never talk about him again. Well, like Evil Morty, season one, he was in the middle of season one. And we don't see him again until Tales from the Citadel in season three, and mm. and I, I think that's true. a really good way for them to like bring up these old characters, but give the passage of time, make the heart grow fonder, and yearn for these kind of one-off characters to be like, ah, oh, thank God they're back, they're back. 
Yeah. In action. Like Looney Tunes. They're back in action. <laughs> it's a but bad I think movie. You, I think when Don't I was watch coming back in, you, you got it is a bad <laughs> movie. I think we were talking, you guys were talking about when I sort of came in about the fact that kind of that last episode mm. didn't really feel like a finale. I feel bad about that episode. It's a good episode. I enjoyed, I, I enjoyed the episode and I love Keith David and I, I absolutely yeah. Oh, yeah. love him. But like, but that whole you, stuff you have a picture with them, felt don't you? rushed. I do. It's really blurry because um, the guy oh. who took the photo for me was so nervous about meeting Keith David, his hands couldn't stop shaking while he took the picture. God bless him. But to be fair, it might also be even blurrier because I was shaking so yeah. much because uh, I am not cool around celebrities, guys. Also, the, it's, it's got one of the best lines in that show where he just goes, you know who I am? I'm Doctor Who and his motherfucker. It's just awesome. <laughs> it's just awesome. Because you go, yeah, he is. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's yes. very true. <laughs> uh, well, anyways, I, I'm I'm still jealous of you meeting Keith David and me not, and me just watching the thing every year and saying, you know, someday I'll be like Stacy and and meet him. So you've got that on me. Maybe one day you'll be as cool as me. I, d- I wasn't cool at all. Like, <laughs> I was freaking out real hard in the queue to meet him, and I was really thankful that there was a guy in front of me who was dressed as Captain Jack Sparrow because I thought, at least I'm not going to be as weird-seeming as this guy. Um, oh, Jack will take the edge off. <laughs> yeah, Jack will take the edge off. He's fine. Um, but, like, I sort of I sort of walked up to him and gave him my copy of the thing, and I was like, hi, and he was like, hi, what's your name? I was like, oh, Stacey. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think I said, "I really miss Reverse Giraffe," and uh, and, he, and he pretty much just went, "Okay, uh, do you want a picture?" And I was like, "Yeah, I think I do." And then I leaned in and I was like, "Oh God, I'm real close." And then I left. That's that's my story. Uh, <laughs> so cool, so cool. <laughs> that, that was but, but he responded. But he responded um, to one of your tweets. So. He must remember you. That's true. So I'm obviously cooler than. Oh, I always remember. I, I met. Um, <laughs> do you do you ever watch or did anyone ever watch True Blood? Yeah, well, sort of. So up um, to a point. We met and interviewed um, the guy who played Lafayette. Oh, okay. Um, obviously, he's passed away now. Completely different. Like, you talk about someone who's an actor. I mean, that's an actor because he was completely different to his character. Really quiet, quite shy, really well-spoken. Um, and me and Dave coming up to him was going, look, man, I just wanted to say I really enjoyed, you know, I really, I really love your performance in True Blood. It's great. And he was like, really? You know, really? I said, yeah, you're great, man. He goes, oh, thanks. Thanks a lot. I said, you got, and we did a little interview with him and stuff like that. Um, yeah, really, really nice sort of down-to-earth guy. Here you go, that's my... So Barry's trying to out-cool me. I wasn't trying to out-cool you. I was just... I was, you absolute cock. I was going along with the story. If I wanted to out-cool uh, you, you know, I would say Dave episode of Hugh Jackman, but, you know, I don't want... I ain't going to be that. Well, that can't, that's not you out-cooling me. It that's was, because afterwards I didn't want out, and we had a pint with Hugh and cracked some jokes and stuff. Just that, that shut Hugh, it. What a guy. Shut it, you tart. <laughs> I, I didn't. I just said... I didn't. A, 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 it's a lot. A, 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 <laughs> I know it didn't uh, happen because he wouldn't. He would. You wouldn't be anywhere near that cool. <laughs> bit harsh, isn't it? Wow. I just know you. <laughs> you just know me for not being that cool. Great. 
<laughs> Barry, I need another wee. I'm uh, sorry. No, no, no. They're about to go. I know, but I've really got to pee. It's it's non-negotiable. Okay. Just just do it. Just um, go. Barry, it's you. I'm not. Us I'm now. not. I'm, no, you, you, you're you going to stay on, goddammit, until she comes back and says a proper goodbye. Nonsense. <laughs> we do things properly in this country. I don't you going back and thinking, God, that's, you know, those Brits, fucking hell, it's not like Mary Poppins, is it? Where they're all like polite and good, blimey, Mary Poppins. Do your windows for you. It's not like that, is it? Nonsense. So, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I found, um, I've only been to uh, America twice, both times I went to New York, and um, everyone always used to say to me, oh, yeah, you know, when you go out there, people will say, you'll talk about your accent. Oh, no, I just thought that's just nonsense. It's like an urban myth. And now I discovered, actually, no, it's not. And we went to, um, uh, I know it was the hotel we were staying in. And I think it was because a lot of the uh, the sort of door guys were sort of black guys. You know, New York, New York, you know, proper New York black guys or whatever. And I remember the first time we walked in, and I usually wear a hat, like a sort of flat cap. That's just me. And um, I yeah. walked in and I um, they opened the door and went, good evening, sir. I can't do American accent. I'm not going to try. And I went... Um, <laughs> Oh, right, cheers, mate. Brilliant. And the guy's face was like, what, what, what? And he, what? And he called, you know, and then as I was coming out, more of them seemed to turn up, more of these sort of guys. And they were like, you know, I was like, oh, cheers, cheers, mate. And they were like, what, what? And he was like, are you from, are you from England? I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm from London. And it, it, it blew his mind because I was a black guy speaking with a, like not only an English accent, but like a Cockney accent. Going, all right, lads. Yeah. And it, every time I turned up, there was more of them there at the door to hold the doors open. If you could have got ten of the guys there holding the door, he would have got it. And then we went to um, Grand Grand Central Station, me and my wife, and we were just sitting there having a bit of um, having a bit of lunch. And there was a couple, and we were just talking. Um, and uh, there was a couple next to us, and they were a little bit further down the bar. And I kept looking over, and every time I looked over, they were looking over. Now, the London in me <laughs> automatically goes in self-defense mode, like, what's going on there? You, you want to start something? That's that's how how straight away I was going. And then they started moving closer to us down the bar, and I'm kind of nudging Sue, going, oh, I think we've got a situation here, love. Yeah, we've got to get it, right? situation. And um, <laughs> then the... the and, but these were, these were well-dressed people, to be fair, you know, but it's just me. And then the yeah. the husband, the man, clubs, sort of leaned think, over yeah. to me, and he, yeah, he he sort of leaned over to me, and he sort of said, um, "Are you guys from England?" And I said, <laughs> "This became my sort of catchphrase for the week I was there." I said, "Oh, what gave it away? The accent." He was like, "Oh," and he started laughing. I was like, "It's really not that funny, dude." You know, <laughs> and then and then he kind of said, "You know," he said, "Is it okay if we join you?" And I went, and I was like looking at Sue and she was just, she just kind of shrugged. And I was like, okay. So they joined us and just bought us drinks. And we had like a cheese platter and stuff like that. And we had nothing in common other than the fact that they liked our accent. I've never got so many like free drinks and food and stuff. And what I found was when I talked to like Americans, I love your accent. We went into Tiffany's. And um, I spent more time talking to the staff than Sue, Sue did because my accent's a bit more stronger London. And I suddenly found that I was going more Dick Van Dyke as the conversation <laughs> did went on. Did you say Chim Chimney? No, but I, I tell you what, <laughs> if, if I'd been there for like another five minutes, I would have been, I would have broken into song and there would have been like little cartoon animals with me and shit. <laughs> you know, 
Oh bamboo, yo bamboo, yo bamboo. It was it was nearly there. I tell you, <laughs> I Sue had to sort of drag me out of the sort. It's like just stop it. Oh, damn it. So yeah, and it, that, that's it my, didn't help you were carrying a funny, broom with you funny. the entire time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a chimney sweep. A chimney sweep. Yeah. God <laughs> oh, blimey, it's a bit taters out. Whoa. Taters. Yeah, taters. You say, oh, it's a bit taters out. Taters. Yeah. Explain. You just say it. Sorry. Is this like Call It George last year? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck you're on about so, half the time. We'll, we'll, say this, we'll say this for a little bit. So there's, there's a phrase in my neck of the woods in, London, in North London, where I grew up, yeah. where you would say, you would give someone, um, so say, I would say you owed someone, uh, say $8. I'm trying, I'm trying to lie. I owe someone $8. You'd say $8. You would, right, you'd give them... $10. A $10 note. I don't know if you have $10 notes. I can't remember now. But you'd, you'd give them a $10 note. Just go with me, lads. You'd give them a $10 note yep. and you go, here you go. Got Here's it. a tenner. Call it George. Now, by saying call it George, it's effectively saying call it quits. Keep the change. Still weird. Why are you calling it George? Who so are you calling George? If you ever, find, if you okay. ever find yourself in North London, there you go. Yeah, the, Hamilton's the on the ten. So why would you call it George? And I'm out. Wow. I, I don't, wow. I don't, you, I don't even... You're looking, I don't, you're, looking too, you're looking too deep into the abyss, guys. I'm telling you. And you I, will stay back. I here and I don't know who's on my money. You know, I just like, I see a number. And I'm like, uh, 25 cents. That's what... That's all this Snickers bar is. <laughs> <laughs> call, call it 25 cents. Uh, hi, that's, what I, that's what I say to the, the corner. <laughs> store wow <laughs> that's proper slang that is uh, <laughs> uh, well call, it's call been an absolute delight right. gents <laughs> yeah thanks quids. for having us i think fun. we're calling this uh this yeah. chat quids it's been wonderful and uh you know not to like <laughs> to muscle in or anything but if you ever need a token vagina on your show then uh, i'd be happy to provide it yeah Hey, hey, all token black guy. <laughs> Get out of here. down, that's what Get I say. Get over here. That's a, a two-for-one <laughs> right there. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, a, a two-for-one, yeah. What, 25 cents or uh, quid? Just call it quid. <laughs> that's fine. Just call it quid. Thank you, guys. It's been a dream. I wish it had. Yeah, really thanks a lot. It's been real. Congrats on everything, and you're you're almost there. Just keep on plugging. Thank you. I'm oh, so close. I can almost taste it. Thanks. Not Tastes bad. like an amaretto. Morning what? amaretto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm still working on it, guys. <laughs> Nursing it. It's not oh. going to get nursed very long because it feels like yeah, seven o'clock's too. I've got to down it. I'm, I'm like oh. <laughs> Just, just wow, she's just downed half a glass of amaretto. Wow. Ah, cheers, guys. <laughs> cheers. All right. Bye. See ya. Bye. Bye, 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 bye. Uh, I'm good for the moment, I think, actually. Yeah, I'm good. I've got to, I've got to finish this whiskey. Which isn't uh, much. Not the bottle, just that. Because we're with cornflakes. So, guys, the last time I had a look, which was about 10 minutes ago, we'd got another 30 quid in there, which means... Um, Did we? Yes, from Dave Dwanch, which which means that my hairy legs will have to go on to Twitter later. Uh. 
<laughs> which means we're at uh, £1,062. Wow. Um, I really want to push this to over 1100 I think, that by the time good. that we finish. It would be good to, to, yeah, it'd be good to get 1100 That would be a good, really good place to finish. Definitely if not, it would be a fantastic place to finish anyway. But if we could get that, that would be yes, awesome. Yes, so if you want to give us dosh, uh, please do go to justgiving.com forward slash live. Three. I shouldn't have done that amaretto. It's hit me straight in the head. Uh, <laughs> oh boy. Um, also, my stomach does not feel great. So this next two hours is going to certainly be interesting um, from a whether or not I shit myself point of view. Okay. Um, uh, whew, yeah. How are you feeling? How are me? you holding up? Um. Yeah. It's it's two hours. what's strange for me right now is that I don't necessarily feel in myself particularly tired as in my mind is quite awake but like everything about my body is failing like my stomach's like no and my eyes are all goopy and sleepy and like no and my my limbs are like and my buns are definitely asleep it's a bit of an out of body experience thing I'm getting now that's what it is Mm -hmm. Um, Um, and I feel like um I definitely feel like I've dropped a couple of octaves in my voice. <laughs> so We'll have to get you doing some scales and arpeggios later. I don't even know what that means. I don't really, but I know it's a song in the Aristocats. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs>